how this podcast is produced, the vacation episode. Welcome to the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast, episode 10. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. I'm Georg Lohrer, and this is the podcast about realizing and managing your projects within the Embedded Systems realm. It's where I give you the know-how and teach you the ways to succeed and overcome your daily obstacles and problems in your project work. This is the 10th episode, some kind of a celebration release for me, and as it was planned, I'm in vacation. With this episode, I wanted to honor your consistency and continuity in listening my podcast. I wanted to give you a short insight, some kind of a backstage information, how this podcast is made and produced. Yeah, let's jump right into it. Hey guys, I'm walking at the beach or on the, my way to the beach of Moyema. That's in the very south or in the southwest of uh, France quite 140 kilometers south of Bordeaux, um, roughly 80 kilometers away from Biarritz, so directly at the coast of the Atlantic Sea. And it's a very good weather here. The sun is shining, something like 21 degrees centigrade in the shadow. And yeah, we enjoy it in several days to stay here. It's a great time for vacation period. And most likely, as you already have remarked, I'm using a different equipment here and you might hear background noises and my stamping in the sand, but most more likely you have remarked that the microphone is a different one. Regularly, I'm using the Rode NT1A microphone. What's well, a condenser microphone and which has a very low uh, own noise factor and is very uh, reactive. And this one here now I'm using is a so-called lavalier microphone. That's a microphone which you might know from the uh, from any interviews or if you see talk, uh, so talking rounds in the in television, uh, where these small microphones are clamped to the collars of the of the person sitting in the round. This is the uh, the Smart Love Plus from Rode. I'm using for this kind of recording now. If you have heard my episode zero, so at embeddedsuccess.com slash episode zero, you might have heard uh, my intention and my motivation to do this kind of podcast. And if you have subscribed to my email newsletter, you also have, have gotten aware of my struggles with the setup, the environment, also the processing to provide this kind of uh, episodes and podcasting for you. If you have not subscribed, when please do that. It's in embeddedsuccess.com. There are several buttons and you can subscribe for the newsletter to get the newest information and get some more deep inside information about my action about and about and how to master embedded systems. The setup and the environment has meanwhile more or less stabilized. So in the 10th episode, I have found some continuity and I have also found some persistency in the way how to produce the, the episodes. I have a small tablet with me and I have written down here all the details I want to mention and I'm just looking, it has this 
uh, very small, uh, very small display, you, you know, and therefore I have to scroll down to get the right amount here. I'm following for the processing. I'm still in the improvement phase. I have um, five, I'm following five steps in processing. These are, the first one is the planning. The second one is the recording. Third one is the post-processing. Fourth is the release. And fifth is the, is the promotion. Uh, you might be astonished that uh, the, the real recording is already at the very beginning or more or less the second part in the beginning. I was also astonished about that. I, I considered as I started that I only do some kind of planning and then I record it and place it on some server and then it's done. Oh my God, I was so wrong, yeah. So the recording is more or less in the very first third of the, of the whole process. So it starts with the first one with the planning. The topic of the episodes, I, yeah, I, I have an idea sometimes. I got ideas or we, we, we are in discussion and then I got an idea of this could be an episode. And this episode must, the, the content of the episode or the subject of the episode must be, yeah, I must know things about it, of course, yeah. I don't want to tell about anything. I have no clue about it. It must be interesting, not only for me, but also for you, or I assume it's interesting for you. And if there are questions raised, then I simply assume that it's interesting for someone. Yeah, and then it's become an interesting topic for an episode. As a third um, parameter, as a third, uh, third requirement for the, for the idea, it must be useful. It must be valuable. So it, the very best would be to have some kind of evergreen content. I mean, evergreen content is a content which can be heard again after, even after years. And it's not, um, yeah, it not, it's not becoming old fashioned. It's not, it's not, um, becoming outdated. So this would be an evergreen content. The last episode, for example, the episode 09 with the root cause analysis, for example, this would be an evergreen content. If I then have the idea, I write it down into a mind map. Mind map is my preferred way of taking notes. It's something, it's so natural for me to do it as for others the piece of paper and the writing it down directly uh, on, on the sheet in front of them. And for me, it's a, it's a mind map. It, it's so natural that I was struggling a long time with any other approaches, but finally I came back to that one and said, no, it's the very best for me. I use it. And here, I, as I have already mentioned in my email newsletter, I'm using the MindMeister. MindMeister is an online mind mapping tool and I'm currently using it. It's also, even I do not have an online connection now, it's um, offline. I can download the, the maps and then afterwards I can use them offline. That's the mind map. And here, first, the first thing I regularly do is to find a subject. I mean, to have an idea is one, but a second one is to have a crapping um, headline, some real interesting subject. There are some techniques, there are some, some, some cheats, and then it's not that complicated, but it's a, a subject. This is um, the goal, or let's see, the, the track I want to follow through the whole episode, and therefore it should match quite well. 
I have meanwhile prepared a template for the structure or for the content I want to provide in the episode. And this, this is simply done like uh, why, what and how. If you remark it, it's very often I have three different points, three different parts in the episode. And it's the first one is why I'm talking. Then the second one is what is the situation and how could we overcome that situation or what should be instead of the current situation and how could we overcome that. So why, what and how. In using the, the mind map, it's a very natural way to organize these things. You can simply move them around and group them in a different way. And it's very natural for me. And when, if I got to the point where I say, oh, that looks quite nice now, that looks quite straightforward. And when I group it, um, I achieve an intrinsic structure out of that. So that was the first point, the, the, the planning. Now the recording, that was from the, in the very first time, this was the most um, amazing and also the most exciting part to do it. I was so, uh, I was, I was so, uh, so tightened in myself. I could not even talk for it. So, and meanwhile, it has got, I got a little bit more relaxed. Even I'm still a bit, a little bit stressed about it. As you know, it's not my, it's not my, my native language. And therefore uh, I'm regularly concerned also about my eloquency, whether I'm really able to find the right words in the, in, the, in the moment. The recording, the second part of the processing, starts always with a silent room. I mean, now I don't have a silent room, I'm outside in the nature, so you hear, you hear all the background noises, but regularly I have a silent room and I do some face grimaces, yeah, so to relax my face muscles, to, uh, to, to relax the skin, when you can pronounce much more better if you do some grimaces and make some gymnastics for your face. That sounds weird, but this is, this is something what all the speakers do. They told me, yeah, we do this kind of warm-up for the face and for our muscles in the, in the skin. I said, hey, that's interesting. I'll do that also. And then I put a, a piece of paper and a pencil in front of me. That's for taking notes during the recording. For example, I do something wrong and then I want to note that immediately. Okay, so then I have two computers with me. One computer is the same, same as now, the same combination. I have on one computer, on one tablet at the moment, I have the mind map with the template and the content. And on the other one, there is the music or there is the recording. Currently, I have the recording. It's done with my, with my Android phone. It's simply... Um, recording my voice with the lavalier microphone, but regularly I have here the microphone, the NT1A from Rode, on a microphone stand. Then I have a, a mixer, that's the, the Q802 uh, from Behringer, so that's a Xanax music, um, a mixer. It has a two-channel entry and it has an auxiliary out. That's most important if I do interviews via Skype. If I use Skype, I have a third system in use with the Skype application on it. I separated everything simply to avoid if one application is crashing, but the whole system gets frozen and, and I lose everything. Losing everything, that also means that the, my, my, my voice is recorded on a digital recorder. 
Regularly, I use the Tascam DR40. That's a digital recorder, a stereo recorder, and this is directly connected to the mixer. This is again to prevent any kind of accident during recording, but, but I lose the recorded data. The intro and the outro, I always speak directly. I currently have no, not found any way to reuse it all the time. It's more or less all the time the same text, you recognize that, and I have done several approaches how to modify it and I'm still not that satisfied with it. So don't be astonished, it will change again sometime. But it's, yeah, okay, it's like that. One essential point you might, you might never remember, uh, remark, but if I make an error during speaking, and I very often have a lot of errors, then I do a free time clapping. It's like that. This free time clap produces a clear spike on the later on spectrogram of the audio channel. I could see it very clearly. And then I could say, hey, here has something happened. I have to have a look at it. And regularly after this free time clapping, I speak directly what must be corrected. So I say, for example, this one was nonsense. I repeat from that point. And then I make a short break and then I repeat it. This is the way how I do this kind of recording. And finally, I come to the end and very often I detected it's always already too long. So I very often have too long uh, episodes. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> it's more or less, it's all the time. It's so many things to tell. If you get annoyed about that, yeah, please let me know. Give me a hint, give me a feedback. Embeddedsuccess.com slash feedback. Simply give me a voice and say, hey, Georg, that's definitely too long. We would hear you for 20 minutes, but 21 minutes is already far too, lo far too long. So stop it and be sure I will stop it. I will reduce it again and I will find a way, find a way to work around it. So no way, please, Give me your feedback here. The third point after first, it was the planning, then second was the recording, third is now the post-processing. I do audio post-processing via Audacity. Audacity is a marvelous program. To, it's a free program, by the way. It's, used, it's uh, available for, for Linux. Uh, it's available for, for Windows. I even do not know whether it's available for the Mac. I think so, but I'm not that sure. But anyway, Audacity, it's great. And first of all, I remove all the weird sounds inside. So if I do things like uh, mm, uh, mm, uh, or, or, or swallowing or, or making, yeah, make, making sounds like, I remove all of them. I also remove too long pauses in between. Something like that. That would have been too long. Yeah. And I, uh, Audacity provides the way to reduce silence or to remove silence. And everything which is longer than 0 0.6 seconds, that's my setup, will be cut it to 0 0.5 seconds. So that's a pause that I accept. But that's only if I do the episode by myself. If there is an interview, I do not re uh, rework that because that's the natural habit of the person on the other side. And I don't want to, I don't want to work that up or remove that. The intro and outro music, I have meanwhile started to mix it on the fly. 
I record my voice, my own voice on the left channel and I record the music on the right channel. This phasing in and out I do directly with the mixer. With this episode now I only record my voice. Afterwards I will have to do that manually in the Audacity. That's also possible I'm now recording one channel and when I moved or I added the second channel in Audacity and fade in and out directly by, uh, by Audacity. Finally, I move both stereo channels together for one mono channel. I anyway do not record stereo voice, so it does not really make sense to have a, a stereo track to be um, published. It doubles the bandwidth, it doubles, it doubles the size of the file to be downloaded, and therefore at the very end of the post-processing I do the merge of all tracks I have in use. Sometimes it's also a third one or a fifth or a fourth one, and I merge that all together to one mono channel. And after that I export out of Audacity the reduction-free format of a FLAC file. And I use this FLAC file to put the whole stuff into Orphonic. Orphonic is an Austrian company which provides audio processing. So you put a, a file on their service and they do some audio magic stuff, mostly they increase or they improve the loudness. So that silent parts get a little bit emphasized and too loud phases get a little bit de-emphasized. This is very essential because if you hear different podcasts and everybody would have a different level of the maximum audio strength, then you would have to adjust your volume all the time, again and again. And if you hear different episodes of different podcasts, you might have experienced that you regularly don't have to do anything. It looks like everybody has recorded with the same level. But that's not the case. It's normalized afterwards. Alphonic also does the MP3 encoding and the M4A encoding. M4A is for the iTunes guys and uh, MP3, you know, for all the other ones. I get two files out of Alphonic. We are put into a Dropbox folder and I then put them from the Dropbox folder to Libsyn. Libsyn is an audio and video file hoster which provides enough bandwidth to support all the guys who are trying to download and subscribing to the files. I already now see, every week I release the episode I see on Tuesday, I see a quite good peak in all the downloads of the files because these are all the subscribers. But the subscribers are instantly downloading. I regularly release something at 7 o'clock in the morning or 7.15 and then I see at 8 or 9 o'clock it starts all the downloading. And if you then would have a cheap uh, web space package, you might run into problem with your web space provider because there are, there are megabytes, there might be gigabytes of download in a quite short period of time. And this is covered by Libsyn. This is the post-processing and then it comes to the release phase. I'm using WordPress. I'm using the Podlove plugin, the Podlove publisher. For this kind of uh, podcast episodes, you need this RSS feed. And the RSS feed must be composed by, yeah, you can do that by hand or manually. This is 
it's a simple HTML file, but gosh, it's, it's horrible to compose it by yourself. If you would have a look at the RSS feed, you can go, for example, to embeddedsuccess.com slash feed slash mp3. This is the direct RSS feed. Have a look at that on the bare data, how it looks like, and you will see mm, that's not what you want to do manually. Potlove Publisher is able to compose that and you compose the release note or the show note for the, for the distinct episode like a regular WordPress post. There are some, some additional parts inside, but in fact, this is what, what I have to do. I have to write down what's inside, what I want to tell you, etc., etc. That's a part of the episode. And then I also, also do some uh, SEO, so uh, the search engine optimization. This is done also directly in, uh, in the WordPress. And I do the iTunes headline and I provide all the redirections of the URL. So this episode gets a distinct URL. This page director here is, uh, is quite complicated because it contains the episode name, it contains the episode number. Nobody will remember that. And therefore I have some redirections like embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 10. And this episode 10, I also make a redirection for, with episode 010. So it's a three-digit uh, redirection. If that is done, then I, of course, save it. And then I make the schedule. I schedule the episodes release. This is regularly on Tuesday. And if I'm ready on Monday, I say, okay, Tuesday morning at 7 o'clock, please release it. Release would mean the RSS feed is updated, nothing more. There's nothing more done. It's only the RSS feed is updated. But your RSS reader, your iTunes, or for example, I'm using Dogcatcher as my podcast tool. These podcast tools are scanning all the RSS feeds every time by a trigger uh, indicator, for example, it's restarted or every hour or once per day. Or, and then it's scanning through all the subscribed RSS feeds and detect the difference. And if the difference indicates that there is an episode available uh, as new, then this episode is downloaded. If you have enabled that in your setup, that there is an automatic download. And I have established Dogcatcher for me like that, that every time there is a new update, there is a new episode available, it will be updated and downloaded automatically. That's the the way I have done this episode scheduling and with the RSS feed. And then finally, I prepare a buffer.com. Buffer.com is providing schedule contribution to social networks. So it means I set up a, a contribution to Twitter and to LinkedIn with buffer.com for Tuesday, 20 minutes past seven o'clock, for example, indicating that there is a new episode and given a short summary for, for LinkedIn and given the headline for, for Twitter that it becomes clear for everybody who is subscribed to me that there is a new episode available. So this is all the release thing. And after that, I was still considering that things are done, but I was still wrong. But now again, the kind of promotion needs to take place because it's fine that you guys all receive the updates, but I also want to grow. I want to have an additional or bigger audience. I want to grow my audience. And therefore, at the moment, I very much uh, contribute to LinkedIn. 
Next thing will be I will write uh, some episodes or some contributions for the Pulse network of LinkedIn. I will inform you and you will get this information first. And then finally, uh, then it's done. Yeah, so <laughs> then it's finally done. And uh, of course, I split that on several days. It's not done in one stream. It's, uh, I, I got away from that. It's such horrible, annoying if you have to do that in all one stream. It's something like six hours. And no, it, it, for my first episode, it was something like, I don't know, 10, 12 hours. Um, it reduced already, but it, it's still a plenty amount of time. And very seldomly, I have to redo the episode. I have done it meanwhile two times that in 10 episodes, it's bad. <laughs> the, the, ooh, it's 20%, so it's, it should not continue that way. Um, but um, I detected that the episode is, one time it was simply the subject was really bad and the content was, I was not satisfied. And the second one, it was, I detected that I have done some technical things wrong. And when I also was not satisfied and then I have redone it. But meanwhile, it's quite a more or less stable here. I would love to hear from you what, what your additional questions are. What you have not mentioned, for example, what you are interested in. For any questions you have, please contact me. All the contact information is available on embeddedsuccess.com. And please remember to share with me your thoughts and your feedback by commenting on the show notes of this episode. And that's at embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 10. Now I've given you some of the know-how and some of the ways to gracefully handle your embedded systems projects. It's time for you to take these details into your daily work for achieving your passion and finding success. You remark that. that, that was the regular outro. It does not perfectly match today because I have simply told you something about the internals. But if you have questions, if you, have, if you could use something for that, or for example, you have, you have the intention to start the podcast by yourself, don't hesitate. Give me a call, give me a short chat, give me a note whatsoever. Come into contact with me. That would be really amazing. I'm Georg Loro from the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.